there is a low resentment. I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, there's a little resentment. You bet. There's a whole lot of resentment. I just want to thank Henry Cuellar for telling the truth, man, for being a truth teller when it comes to this. Because he could toe the party line and move right on up the chain and, and be their golden boy. But he's not. He'd rather tell you the truth, and I just think that's uh, great. It's Warren Rima, Trey Ware, Sean Rima. It's Friday. How you be, man? I am conscious. <laughs> I am awake. Uh, you know, I, you know, I just got to say about Quayar, it's isn't it interesting how a Democrat that tells the, the truth kind of sticks out? <laughs> like, you know, oh yeah, like, they stick out because they others, do. You know? <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, he, yeah. he's pretty much an anomaly, isn't he? Shot. <laughs> What's that say about him anyway? About the party, right? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm I'm so glad it's Friday. This has been an extremely busy week. I I have to tell you a story, a real quick story. Got time for one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So last night at, at uh, our granddaughter's high school, she's going to be a senior next year, and Whoa. she's on a dance team, and the young one is coming in next year. She's going to be a freshman on the dance team. So I have two in the dance team. Try that out, uh, dads, and try to pay for that one. So, uh, <laughs> so last night was dads go up, and, of course, I'm grand dude, but uh, dads go up and cook for the dance team, right? Right. So I grab Captain John Sadie, and we go up there, and we're cooking, man. He and I are the cookers, and we got the, we got the, the griddles going, and we're with chicken fajitas and everything. We got it going. And so it's chop, 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 chop. Well, the, guy, the dad who was arranging all this and who put all this together at the high school, he, start, we, he and I start talking, and he says, yeah, USAA for years, working with your brother over there at USAA. He retired. And by the way, I listen to your son every morning. He sounds really good. I enjoy listening to your son there on KTSA. He does a great job. What? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What? Hold on. He said, yeah, your son sounds pretty good. <laughs> you don't understand. That's me. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. And he, and he said, <laughs> well, I just I just figured I've been hearing him for so long it was your son. I said, no, I only started when I was three years old. That's how long wow. I've been around him. <laughs> so wow. Anyway. That's interesting. <laughs> I am not my son. Right, boy. <laughs> I am me. So anyway. <laughs> That's uh, that's funny. That's cool. Well, hey, it's it's a par for the course. My wife is often referred to as my daughter, so you know it's like I guess I'm uh, <laughs> looking a little frayed around the edges these days. <laughs> Let me tell you what. It's true. It's true. We used to go out to dinner as a family. There were five of us, right? So three kids, mom and dad, and guys would come up and introduce themselves. My dad would say, "Ricky, I didn't know you had four kids." Oh. <laughs> dun dun dun. Oh, exactly. Dun, dun, dun. So um, let me just let's just start off the show here because it's Friday. You don't hate everything, right? We're good. We can just we can start. No, I don't hate everything people. on Fridays. No, oh, Thursdays good. I hate everything, but Fridays I don't. Hate everything. <laughs> That's your hate everything day. Too chill. Um, on, too chilled out on Fridays to hate anything. <laughs> well, why don't we just dive in here on the Quayar thing? Because you know, the, lots of great sound from Henry overnight, right. and what he was saying uh, is absolutely true. Chris, I don't know if you have the part about moving the kids over to the other tent, but um, you know, I've been watching television overnight and. 
and the television has been running these stories about how, look, the, the cages are now empty, and Biden's done such a great job. Not only has he eliminated COVID-19, not only is he going to build a whole bunch of bridges for us, he's doing a great job without building bridges for us, uh, not only is he getting the debt under control, Biden is amazing that, look, the kids aren't in cages anymore, and they show empty cages with the baked potato wraps laying on the floor, right? Right. And uh, so... Uh, it's like, huh, that's interesting. So Henry Cuellar says this. I will say they're doing a better job moving the unaccompanied kids from one tent to another tent. <laughs> Sean, they're taking Man. kids out of one building that has the, uh, you know, the, the cages in them. Right. They moved them over to the building next door. They bring in the cameras. They show the empty ones. And, and then the t- TV takes the script written by Jen Psaki and says, look, the kids are not staying in. These, of course they're not staying in that one. They're next door. Did you guys think to go to the tent next door? Because that's where the kids are. <laughs> it's pathetic, man. It's pathetic. What are they, children? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, moving, I mean, uh, moving. The, it, it's it's a childish response to cover up how bad this is, just for a couple of photographs. You move them all to another place so you can take some pictures. That's why Quayar stands out telling the truth, because that is the standard for that side of things. You know, uh, to to lie and to make it look better than it is. I mean, neither one of them has been down there. Harris, uh, uh, Kamala Harris is supposed to be the big immigration, uh, illegal immigration crisis czar, whatever the hell they're calling her. She hasn't been down there. You know, I mean, she's, uh, I don't know where the hell she is. She's in Rhode Island right now for some reason. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a horrible uh, crisis, and I'm glad he's being honest about it. And it, what he said about other Mexican-Americans who came here through the process, which is lengthy right. and, and expensive, right. but they do it. I hear that all the time. I've heard that for of eight you years do. from folks who say, yes. oh, I hate it. They just skip across the border uh, with these bad guys, bringing all this other bad stuff into the, into, into the city. And yet I went through this process. It took me, you know, three or four years to become a citizen. It, it does. It, they resent them, and I, I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you jump in the line, and right. and because of politics, they're trying to give you everything in the world, and these other people busted their butts and did it the right way. Go get in line. Yeah. Um, so this was something interesting. You, you mentioned that they have not been to the border. They haven't gone down and laid eyes on it. And you cannot mitigate this process. You can't do anything about it unless you've actually been there and seen it. But they don't want to go there and see it because that would mean they'd have to do something about it. Then right. their hand would be forced. But at least, Sean, if if you're saying that you're doing something about it, at the very least, wouldn't you call the congressman who represents the area and say, hey, Henry, how are things down there? Talk to me right. a little bit about what's going on in your district. What are you seeing there, man? What kind of feedback are you getting from people down there? What are your constituents telling you, Henry? Talk to me. Um, or, you know, have him over the White House. Right. You know, sit down with him at the White House, talk mm. to him about it. This is what Henry said about visiting with Joe Biden. I know the president's very busy. Uh, the last time I talked to him, I guess, was uh, back when he was vice president. <laughs> you know, it's it's sad. It really is. He hasn't talked to Abbott either. You know, uh, it's because you're right. I mean, it, it, they don't want to have any. They don't want anybody getting a picture of Biden or Harris down there 
with these kids under these mylar blankets. Okay, they don't they don't want the photo ops that would uh, show the truth of it. Uh, they don't want to risk it. Uh, uh, they don't want to. Uh, 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 as long as they stay off the off the ground down there, I guess they feel they can claim whatever the hell they want to claim. But what's sad about it is these are real people's lives. These are real kids who are suffering through this, who have already suffered through a hell of a journey. God knows what happened to them on the on the way, and God knows what happens to the to the ones that don't make it to the mylar blankets and end up who knows where. You know, they, they it, what I can't stand about the, that the left in this country right now is the sanctimonious way they preach about tolerance and loving people and unity, and we got to help the marginalized and the underrepresented. They don't give a crap about any of those people. Just nope. like they don't give a crap about any of those kids down there uh, or any of the folks coming across the border. They don't care. It's a chess move. It's political. Well... But my point is, wouldn't you even just, at the very least, pick up the stinking telephone and give a call and say, tell me what's happening, talk to me about what's going on, explain to me what you're saying? If you had a desire to actually do something about it, you would. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. But if you don't, (laughs) you can't be talking to anybody about it who's actually on the ground. Because then you have no plausible deniability. Uh, Once they talk to Quayar or go down there, they have no plausible deniability. The last time that Quayar had a conversation with Joe Biden, he was vice president. So that tells you everything you need to know about the Biden administration. Look, there there is a great article out today called What Critical Race Theory is Really About, and, and we'll get into the, the school thing coming up. But it's written by Christopher Rufo, R-U-F-O. He's a senior fellow with the Manhattan Institute. Everybody Google him and Google this article. What critical race theory is really all about, Christopher Rufo, R-U-F-O. And what he is talking about here, Sean, is uh, explaining Marxism and how Marxism didn't work because of what Marx was attempting to do. And in the 60s, with all the violence that they spurred in the 60s, that they were trying to bring about the revolution, the American people at that time decided, well, we'll just improve the country. That's what we're going to do. And the Marxists said, well, we're going to have to destroy the middle class. In order to institute Marxism, we have to destroy the middle class. So they changed the name of Marxism. They didn't call it neo-Marxism because that was Marxism. They changed the name to equity. It's now called <laughs> Marxism is equity. When yeah. you hear anybody from Ron Nirenberg to uh, Joe Biden talk about equity, it's Marxism that they are talking about, and that's exactly what they're doing here at the border. They're importing all these people, while at the same time they are paying the middle class to stay home and not work. These people are going to come in and take those jobs from the middle class. They're going to spread out, enlarge the labor pool in America, collapse the middle class down to make it all lower class. You'll have the upper class and the lower class. You'll have the the money and the have-nots, the haves and the have-nots. That's classic Marxism. That is exactly what they're doing with bringing all these people in. It's, It's clear to me now exactly what they're doing. Yeah, and it's sick. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, there's a. There, it's really sick to to seek a political goal like Marxism or to you know destroy the middle class, tear down the old institutions, so you can rebuild it. And, and you do that on the suffering of people. You do that on the suffer, whether it's uh, the folks suffering uh, that are you know being shoved across the border, or it's the folks suffering over the past year because their business closed, or you know what have you. All of this depends, in a sense, on human suffering to achieve what they want to achieve. 
and that's sick. <laughs> There's something truly sick. And and we I, it's weird how we all kind of noticed, I think, at the same time that the word equality was uh, swapped out for equity, which is a different co- uh, concept than, than uh, equality. Uh, and, and you're right, I, you, that you could uh, find a trace of Marxism through their usage of that word. It sounds like equality, but it's not. It's a totally different concept. And it's more about what's earned or what deserved or what have you. And, uh, uh, again, they're doing all of this uh, while people are suffering, and they don't care. They don't care. They don't care about well, people suffering in any way, shape, or form. Actually, the, the classic Marxism, and that's what they're doing with equity, is they're creating the suffering. They create right. the fighting, just like they did with Marx. They create the fighting between classes, society, within societies, among races. It, it, everything that Marx did, everything that he taught, and then everything that was instituted in China, the Soviet Union, Cambodia, Cuba, and elsewhere, that cost 100 million lives in gulags, show trials, right. executions, mass starvation, all of that, they are doing here, guys. They're doing it right underneath our noses. We'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. More Wear and Rima coming up for you here on KTSA. Bridgehead IT, your IT solution problem-solving company. They can improve your bottom line. They will improve your bottom line. They can do it right away with Bridgehead IT, effective and smart IT solutions. At uh, Bridgehead IT, real problem solvers, particularly when it comes to things like cybersecurity. Now, I personally know of a rather large company right now that is paying tons of money. I can't even begin to tell you how much money they're paying right now because of ransomware. First thing they had to do was pay off the folks who were holding them for ransom. And now they're having to take care of employees and clients and everything else. You don't want to go through that. You don't want to have that happen to your company. I want you to get in touch with Bridgehead IT for the best in cybersecurity, helping you to improve your bottom line every day. Bridgehead IT at 210-477-799. 99. AccuWeather today, sunny 87, tomorrow warm and 91, and Sunday, few clouds and 95. Gonna be. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. As you know, the, this falls more on the Secretary of Homeland. He came down, uh, was in our area, didn't contact any of the members of Congress. And, you know, that's not a good way to start off with uh, hometown courtesy. I mean, you got to let the member of Congress know that you're going to be in his hometown. Tell it, Henry, tell it. 724, where in Rima. We do this every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9, and we thank you for listening. Sean, what's on your mind? Uh, well, you know, just to pick up from yesterday. Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I want to say I'm shocked that Biden didn't have the G word in his uh, National uh, Day of Prayer proclamation. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not, uh, even though Obama did. Obama had God all over the proclamation. Uh, Trump increased the uh, the uh, usage of the word God in his proclamation uh, every time he did it every year. Uh, Biden was riffing on, let's see, racial injustice, child labor, uh, the infringement on the rights of disabled Americans, blah, blah, blah. It's pretty much the leftist agenda and no mention of, of God on <laughs> the Why National Day of Prayer. You know, it, it's well, it's just sad, man. It's it, it's really sad because, again, you know, it, it, obviously he didn't write it. He's not doing anything. Uh, so the folks behind him, this is kind of a window into who they are. You know, uh, you and I have our thoughts on who they are, actually. 
But uh, this is who they are. This is uh, they, they don't like the G word, man. They don't like the G word. They don't like God. They don't like uh, they don't like religion. Uh, and uh, it's it's kind of sad to watch uh, the president of the United States linguistically in this proclamation, which is all about God. And this yesterday was all about God and praying to God. And you can't even put the word in there. That's insulting to every American of faith. And uh, it's it's almost grotesque. So I just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> no, I'm glad you did. I, I'll say two things. First is Matthew 10:33. Matthew 10:33. And the second thing I'll say is that um, you know if you're if you're vying to be God, then yeah. you can't talk about the real God. And that's what this rabble is doing. They don't want people to think about God. That's the last thing on earth they want people to think about. They want th- people to think about climate change, racial injustice, and all that. And we're here to fix it. We are your God, and we're going to fix it. Well, that was the original sin. That was the one that got uh, Lucifer tossed out of heaven on his ear. <laughs> I'm going to rise to the level of God. So good luck with that, you guys in D.C. Enjoy that little ride. But... Um, you know, uh, it, 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 I would like to say it was surprising, but I, these people are pretty much soulless and godless people that are in charge of our country right now. Pretty much. Well, and, and you know, they might. If, if that's how you're going to do it, just don't bother. That's the way I would. You know, if that's your proclamation, if if that's if you're you're so bajiggity about uh, making any kind of connection to God on National Prayer Day, then just don't do anything. That would at least be honest. But these are the same people who, whenever something horrible happens, uh, are front and center saying, oh, thoughts and prayers aren't enough. You know, we need legislation. We need this. We need that. So I, I, I'd rather he just didn't, next time, maybe just not do anything. Or if it's President Harris, you know, just if you're going to avoid, you know, verbally and linguistically the the centerpiece, if you will, of the entire day and why we set that day apart, then just don't bother. <laughs> Again, that I would respect that more if they just didn't do anything about that uh, uh, the National Day of Prayer than this crap they pulled yesterday. You know what I mean? It's like, just oh, yeah. don't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Prayers aren't enough, right? So why do you bother? Why do you want to say anything about uh, uh, the National Day of Prayer? So, uh, you know, <laughs> just, just don't well, say anything. Just leave it alone yeah. then. Exactly. 100% right. We'll take a quick break for the bottom of the hour news. Coming back on the other side, more where and Rima here on KTSA at CarZeus. C-A-R-Z-E-U-S. CarZeus takes care of you by buying your car or truck. And they can do that as soon as today if you want to do it today. If you need the cash for something, they'll get you the money today and you can get on with your life. A lot of people on Fridays, however, will log on to CarZeus and they'll fill out the form. And then, by the way, when you're filling out the form, they're not going to share that and sell that. No, no, no. That's not what it's for. They want to send you back a free, no-obligation offer. And on Fridays, a lot of people will get it, and they'll sit over the weekend, and on a Monday, they'll hit them back and say, yeah, let's do the deal. So you can do it today. You can do it Monday, whatever works for you. Again, the offer that you'll receive today is free, and there's no obligation, and there's never a headache or hassle. That's coming from Car Zeus at Car this is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. I, you know, we got to do it the right way. And when activists, you know, have the year of the president and, uh, and other White House folks, that's good. I, I support that. But they also have to listen to border communities, the people that uh, 
you know, war, uh, deal with the border uh, uh, day after day because we don't just come visit for a few hours. We live here. We understand the border. And the Biden administration full of crap on what's going on with the border, and they have collapsed the border. There is no border. Sean, I can tell you this, man. You know, I, I talked to people down there. I was talking to a rancher last night, and they have now these ranchers actually have their own Facebook pages that are like private pages, and they're talking amongst themselves. So I was talking to this rancher last night, and he's sharing with me the info that's on these Facebook pages. <clears throat> In fact, I'm getting invites to join these Facebook pages so I'll know the inside scoop about what's going on because I've got, you know, uh, a dozen or more that call me or they'll they'll email me. Well, this way I'll be able to stay up with what's going on. They're, they, they are actually petitioning local sheriffs to be deputized. <laughs> They've had it. I don't it. doubt it. I don't doubt it. They've had it. They're done. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, I, we, we've heard from them prior to the current crisis. You know, I've, I've talked to a few over the years as well on, when I was doing the old show. And even uh, in non-border crisis times, uh, they were having difficulties with folks on their property. It must be a nightmare now. I mean, I saw a video out of uh, one of the border towns where you had like 30 dudes running across this woman's yard uh, in a town. You know, and she, uh, I, I remember the story. She was a single mom. She's in that house all by herself with her kids. And there's like 30 dudes running across her, her lawn. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, I don't, it's, it's, horrible. it's terrible. Well, you know, I've had people tell me that in certain towns, you, you don't go to this end of town because that's where they pass through. It's crazy. Well, well in Arizona, they actually have signs up this side on, on U.S. land to U.S. citizens, don't go on this land. This is U.S. land, but don't go on it. I told you You're that, probably yeah, going to get killed. We've lost, yeah. we've lost territory. Yeah. They're occupying so, territory in America where you can't well, go. The cartels control the border. We don't. Okay, uh, Joe Biden gave control of the border over to the cartels. And the way they work this now is, and they know how to do this, they have each of them with a different color wristband, right? And it costs about nine grand <laughs> right. per person. They all have a different color wristband. So like yellow, I'm just using this as an example. Yellow would be women and children. So hold up your wristband. Okay, women and children, you go over here. And they surge the border with women and children. So all of our Border Patrol agents go over there, and they're trying to help the women and children, and they're taking down their name, address, telephone number, ha, 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 taking all the information from the uh, women and children. While all of our Border Patrol agents are busy over there, there's nobody to watch this sector. Mm. That's when the gangbangers, that's when the drugs and everything else flow in here. We just had an 18-wheeler. Well, we're on the east side of town, and we've tell telling folks for years that San Antonio's the hub because you got 35 this way and I-10 that way. And uh, so, you know, 18-wheeler comes up, loaded down with people, hooks a ride on I-10, makes it to Foster Road, going to take a potty break. Guess what? They get called on, and here's all these people bailing on the back of that 18-wheeler uh, last night. We just had a major heroin drug bust in San Antonio. We don't manufacture heroin in the United States. It's not made here, okay? So it's brought here. So you see the increase of what's happening and the commensurate rise in crime, and it's Joe Biden's fault. You can say, well, that's not fair to blame him. It's his fault. It's his policies on January 20th when he signed that uh, executive order that started all of this. Welcome. Absolutely. It. No, absolutely. I mean, it's squarely on his shoulders and on the shoulders of the people who are actually running the country. You know, he rolled back all these Trump-era policies 
meanwhile, he's dangling free health insurance and free health care and free this and free that. Uh, and he's giving them freaking T-shirts, you know, <laughs> and Kamala's book, you know, when they come across the border. And I, I was reading an article where, you know, with the bracelets, the cartels are like a travel company. They actually have different tiers and packages Correct. you can get. So if you just want the cheapo, hey, I'll shove your ass across the border, you pay for that. If you want, uh, let's say you're a pregnant woman and you want special care, you can pay for that. Uh, if you uh, want the deluxe, uh, you know, where the guy uh, travels with you and keeps you safe and gets you to some place inside the country, you can pay for that. <laughs> They've got different packages for people to choose from as far as the kind of service they want to get. You know, uh, on the on the journey uh, to the border, uh, it's it's madness, and you're right. It's it's absolutely on the shoulders of Joe Biden and and the and the uh, cabal that's 100%. actually running the country. And these are the people who are are always very quick to use the blood on your hands line. You know, during the pandemic, when they were trying to make it out that uh, Trump was screwing it up, the blood is on your hands. Well, you know what? The blood down there at the border is on yours because people are dying and they're getting abused and molested and God knows what else. It's all on their shoulders, but they will never admit it. They can't even make a phone call to Cuellar. I mean, nope. Come on, man. Nope. No, they they won't call him to say we're coming down there to visit when they send the DHS secretary down there. They don't even let him know. It's called common courtesy. You heard him talk about that a minute ago. we got to talk about the Olympics. We'll do that in the next segment. All right, coming right back. More Ware and Rima coming your way. BG products for your vehicle. They're fantastic products. Now, I started out years ago. Of course, I grew up in the racing business. And I started out years ago when I was racing trying to find a product that would help the engines last a long time under a lot of duress, right? And be competitive. And I found BG products decades ago, started to use them in a race car, and went, whoa, look at these parts and how they last longer. Uh, we'd break an engine down and say, wow, pistons look good, rods look good, this stuff is really working. And the performance of the, of the race car increased as well. So, you know, the bottom line is, if it works at 9,000 RPM for, oh, three and a half hours, it's going to do great out here on 1604 when you put it in your vehicle. And you've got to have this stuff because today's oils are not going to provide you the maximum protection that adding the BG will do. If you want to keep your car out to shop the best you can, now I'm not going to tell you it's going to solve every problem. I'm not going to make empty promises. But if you want to do the best you can do for lubrication and for cleaning the fuel system, then you'll immediately, next time you have your oil changed, ask for the BG. And, the, you know, the different oil change facilities, they got BG there. BGT.com. There, there is some truth on, on both sides, and there is some stretching of the uh, truth on both sides. Uh, you know, to say that the whole system was broken down, uh, I would disagree. Hey, it's uh, 7.48 now. Trey Ware, Sean Rima, 550 KTSA and KTSA.com. So if you're coming in on I-10 from the Bernie area, at Bernie Stage Road, just stopped, man. All the way, almost to Camp Bullis Road. Almost. So there's a lot of traffic there. It's a mess. Big accident happened there, and it's nothing but red brake lights. That's coming in from Bernie on I-10, starting at Bernie Stage Road. So, Sean, so far we've gone 48 minutes in the show. We haven't done a tranny break, so we need to do our tranny break of the day. <laughs> it's time. Break. We actually, Chris, we need to come up with some intro for a tranny break. Um, and, and I 
was going to talk about how uh, Section 42 down at the border uh, says that basically you turn people around and send them back out of the country if they appear to be a threat, particularly a health threat, right? If you're a health threat, you turn around and send you out of here. But Biden said, no, if if you are a uh, transsexual, uh, then, no, we're not going to turn you around. We're going to welcome you into the country, and, and that's one of the big things that they're doing right now. Uh, regardless of your health status, you may have COVID, but that's okay. Come on in. We, we want you here. We, we need more of you here. So now we got the story of the upcoming Summer Olympics in Tokyo. We'll make history. Transgender weightlifter Laurel <laughs> Hubbard. <laughs> No. Laurel is favored to win the women's medal uh, for New Zealand. But Laurel is a man, a really uh, big man with really uh, big just, muscles because it's weightlifting. Uh, and Laurel, who did compete as a guy for years, he's 35, so he was competing for a long time as a man, said, well, I'm not going to win as a man, so I'm now a transgender woman, now I identify as a woman. The Olympics, they've been dying for this, because, you know, they want to be all woke, and they'd love to have somebody on uh. international television as a transgender win, so they're just excited about this. Oh, my God, we've got a transgender? And it looks like Laurel, because Laurel is huge, has a great chance of beating the biological girls. This, again, is absolutely Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. I'm so trannied out, man. I'm just trannied out, man. I'm just sick of dudes and dresses. These I, I biological really girls have been working their butts off to get to a point where they right. make the Olympic team. And here comes a dude, and he's going to steal their dreams, and the Olympic committee is all in favor of it. Idiotic. Well. This is why I don't really watch the Olympics. <laughs> I mean, that's pathetic. Because you're right. I, I do know I used to live in Colorado Springs, and they had a, uh, an Olympic uh, training facility there. So we had a lot of Olympics sure around town all the One time. One of the finest in the world and, is right there. Yeah. And, you know, they, they work so hard to get there. <laughs> it, is their, it is the center of their universe, getting to the Olympics. I mean, it's seven days a week. And uh, the fact that some hairy dude... Uh, is going to roll on in there and swipe it from him. Makes me want to vomit. I, I, I'm I'm so trannied out. I'm so sick of this whole thing with uh, with the tranny, transgender rights. And you know, Caitlyn Jenner's got some interesting thoughts about stuff. But I'm he's, I'm just sick of it. It it's a it's a weird obsession. They're a subset of a subset of a subset. They're not really even an actual community. They're not. And uh, this obsession. With uh, with the left and transgendered rights, uh, which frankly none of us would be talking about if Caitlyn, if Bruce Jenner hadn't gotten boobs, okay, we would not be talking about transgendered people right now. But they've been weaponized politically, and you know that they've been weaponized politically, and they're being used by the left, who really don't give a crap about them anyway. I just, but you know, I, I don't care about your damn pronouns. I don't care about your. I, I'm I'm done with it. Well, first of all, they're cheaters, okay? Yeah. That's the first thing. Because here are these girls that started when they were babies, and you're right. I mean, that that facility in Colorado Springs is an amazing Olympian training facility. I've known several Olympians. And they do it there specifically because it's in the mountains, and the whole oxygenating of the blood and the breathing and everything, they put them through all kinds of uh, rigorous testing and work. 
And uh, those girls have been doing this all of their lives. They have a dream. I, I had a very close friend growing up who was a judo master who went to the Olympics, and she was fantastic at it. But look, as a whole, as a whole, and this is not saying men are better. This is not. This is not a quality issue. This is just a statement of biological fact. As a whole, men are bigger, faster, stronger. As a whole. And now you've got one that competed for 35 years as a man. Lived as a man for 35 years. <laughs> never won. Never, ever won as a man. Right. 2012 says, well, I'm not going to win as a man, so I'm a girl. And starts winning as a girl. First of all, he he doesn't have any real pride in himself, right? Because... If I'm right. going to go over and I can't, I can't beat the dudes, so I'm going to go over and start beating the girls. Man, you you got some serious psychological issues you need to work through. But the Olympic Committee should have told him to shove it. You're not coming over here. You're not going to no, do they're, this. They're, they're trendy. They're trendy, just like everybody else I know. is. I know. Oh, and, and, they, and they've woke. been that for a long time. They're they're yeah woke. I mean that's you know. Uh, so they probably they went out be... and found him. Truth be known, they probably went, <laughs> they probably seriously. Truth be known, they were looking for somebody to, to make their. They sent out trans. They sent out tranny scouts looking yeah. for some dude they could bring in, probably, so they could be hit. Well, because I don't know. I wonder what the viewership has been like on the Olympics for the past uh, a few years. You know, is this something that people are are sort of dropping away from? Because this sounds like a promotional thing. This sounds like, look how woke we are. We've got a transgendered athlete competing. Uh, we're, you know, we're 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 relevant in the year 2021. Uh, that's what it feels like to me. But either way, it's really screwing over the uh, uh, the girls, uh, the women who who were who were to be competing against this guy. And I, I, I'm with you too. I don't know how you look yourself in the in the mirror, knowing that the only reason you got whatever you got is because you cheated. <laughs> How do you take joy and pride uh, in uh, whatever medals this this dude wins when he's doing it in this manner? It's like in all these other guys who who have won these championships around the world in various women's sports. You know, I mean, what and and not to mention, and we talk about this all the time, how the left are really in a weird position because they do have to argue for the rights of men against women, and that's why they need you to see a woman. Uh, in any event, it's a bunch of bull crap, and that's my that's, that's my summation. Well, uh, you know, on the whole situation. As, as a grandfather of of a girl who was just named Colonel last night of her dance team at her high school, very cool, and I'm very proud of her. But I know the expense that goes into something like that, right? I know how expensive that stuff is. I get the bills, and the same right. is true, probably more so. But the same is true of these athletes, these female athletes, and the moms and dads who have sacrificed their time and their treasure, spent a lot of money, and spent a lot of time after work going to workouts, taking their daughter to workouts, working out with their daughter on the weekends, throwing her the ball or showing her the right way to lift the weights or whatever. Whatever the involvement was of the parents and the grandparents. So it's not just the girls. That's bad enough that they are stealing the win, the medal, and whatever from these girls. And when you're talking about high school athletics, they're stealing their opportunity to go get a scholarship and go to school. But they're also stealing from the parents who spent all that money, time, and effort to help their little girls realize a dream. And here comes some dude and says, Ah, I'm going to be the one. <laughs> I'm a girl now. No, you're not. You're a dude in a dress. You're a dude, a dude in a dress. dress. Yeah, but you know, if if you're willing to do that, 
you know, you, then you're not going to give a crap about all the expenses and resources. Correct. The training. No, you're right. There. 100% right. We continue in a minute. More Warren Ryman coming up. Tent to another tent. I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Friday. Happy Friday. I, when I hear him say that, and I don't mean this, I don't mean this to sound degrading because I know we're talking about kids' lives, but do you know what hit my head when Henry, when I first heard him say that last night? You know the whole thing where you have the whatever underneath the cups and you got three cups, and you're moving the cups around, and then it's time to guess oh, yeah. which, one, which one it's under. That's what hit my mind, that Joe Biden is doing that with the lives of children, that he's got these different camps set up, and he's just moving them in different camps and letting the cameras come in to the empty camp and take the picture, and then the television station runs it. The television station, <laughs> instead of being a journalist, and goes and asks... Well, did the kids just poof into air overnight, you know? No, they get a script from Jen Psaki or somebody that says, we're doing a better job of moving these kids to the system. They're out there making it to their families. They're making it to their And they just read that crap instead of going, no, I want to know where they are. Where are they? Well, they're right next door in a tent. But it's a different tent. Right. <laughs> they're in the full tent. You're it's filming the empty game. tent. These <laughs> people are soulless. Well, soulless. American journalism is dead. You know, it really, uh, in, in that sense, uh, the, these are not journalists. Uh, and again, we, we said this last hour, you know, Cuellar, he's a Democrat. And uh, I, I made the observation that when a Democrat tells the truth about something, they stand out. Because it's kind of the, the other way with most of them. And uh, moving them from one place to another so he can take some pictures to feed to the news. You know, again, it's it's it's... It's reprehensible, but it's also sick, man. You're just picking them up and moving them over there for a photo op, you know, to get them out of the get them out of the way. You know, I mean, uh, you're right. It's a shell game. There, where are the kids today? Well, where are we taking pictures? You know, because <laughs> that's where they won't be. You know, and they're children, man. They're little kids. I have no idea. Who knows what it must be like to be stacked up like that, and you're a kid. You've got a you know a hundred other kids around you, and you're under these weird tinfoil blankets. You know it must be a freaking nightmare. And, and, and you're, uh, a, you're political pawn. That's all you are. Political pawn, a chess piece. Yeah. That's it. it. That's so, all they care about them. Uh, anyway, I, I have a lot of contempt for Biden and his people right now, and the American media and how they're handling this entire thing. And now we have the the admission. If you remember uh, last week. When he was talking about, you know, you don't have to wear a mask outside anymore, and reporters started asking questions, and he said, I can't answer too many. I'm going to be in trouble. Remember that? It's and we talked trouble. about that later. I'm going to be in trouble. Right. And so we said, with who? Who are you going to be in trouble with, big dog? You are the president. So here's the deal. Uh, apparently, he was walking down the hallway at the White House. He's the president, and he was going from the office to the residence. It was the end of the day. He was going, which was 11 a.m. for him. <laughs> and it worked a long day. It was 11 oh, a.m. Yeah. And Certainly. he was walking to the residence very slowly and stiffly and ran it, bumped into a reporter who asked about the $15 an hour in the coronavirus relief package. Well, he told the truth. He told the truth. So that was a problem because then it came out in the media that it wasn't included in the package and it PO'd the left. They were mad because they thought it was going to be in there. 
So you remember David Axelrod, the mustachioed uh, guy that got yeah. Obama elected twice? He's he's a he's a fatter Dr. Phil, right? He's a scumbag, is what he is. <laughs> he is, but a fa- he, you know who I'm talking about? He's a fatter oh, yeah, Dr. David Phil, Axelrod. right? Yeah. yeah. So. He has a podcast, and he asked Saki about that. He said, boy, about that caused you guys a whole bunch of heartburn, didn't it? <laughs> when, he, when he actually told, said a $15 more, I mean, that caused you all a lot of heartburn. And Saki's answer was, yeah, this is not something we recommend answering questions on the fly like this. In fact, a lot of times we tell him, do not take questions. Yeah, we tell him. She admitted that she had told him. Uh, on occasion not to do that. Now, it, later on in the interview, in all fairness, she said, well, but he can do whatever he wants. He's the president. But uh, yeah. she kind of tossed no. that in there after all this other stuff about how we <laughs> exactly. tell him this and we tell him that. Like, so, oh, give me a break, you know. Right. They're evil. They're all evil, Trey. They're just evil people. But, uh, yeah, I bet when he uh, starts walking towards any reporter and there's nobody around him, they probably do get a little clenched and run after him. You know, I I just I I would love to be the fly, a fly on the wall it, it, with Biden and Saki and uh, some of the others uh, in a room when they're just talking amongst themselves, or or maybe just to be around uh, some of the folks in the West Wing when Biden's not around and what they say. I'd love to hear. That's it. the one. That's the one. You know what yeah. what, what goes on in those rooms when Biden's exactly. not there. And uh, the folks who are actually running things are because that's where the decisions are made. The decisions that affect our lives are being made there. Yeah. Not when he's there. You know, no. he he doesn't he doesn't know what what time it is. But they they are certainly the ones that are doing it, and they're the ones who tell him, "Do not take questions, uh, don't do it." And uh, you know, he can walk down the hall of a residence that he lives in that we're paying for, and he's being told, "If you bump into a reporter, don't ask, don't take questions from that reporter." And I said last week. <laughs> It was. You know, I'm quite sure it was Barack looking through the blinds down there when he looked up to the White House oh, and said, yeah. "I'm going to get in trouble." <laughs> Barack's trouble. looking down with his arms crossed. You know. You know. Um, I, well, it, it should it should bother every American. It should. Whatever the letter is after your name, or even if there isn't a letter. Okay. The fact that the guy that was quote unquote elected is not actually the president, and that's observably true. Right. You know, should offend every American, and yet this know. has nothing to do with being a partisan or being a hack. This is all about America being stolen. Your country was stolen from out underneath your feet and put it in the hands of people you don't even know who they are because it's not this dude. So that has no. nothing to do with Republican and Democrat. <laughs> I don't care about Republican and Democrat. This has to do with our country was ripped out from underneath you. You're supposed to control this stuff, ripped out from your hands and put it in the hands of people you don't even know who they are. They're not accountable. They're not elected to, by you, and they're running the show. Um what do you think about? I saw your post about uh, Facebook and how <laughs> Facebook sucks and uh, you know, all of that. And I agree that you know the social media as a whole is a, is a big problem right now in our country. We've talked about you know uh, I, what was the name of that show I turned you on to the television show that was on well, Netflix about it. Um, yeah, yeah, documentary. Yeah, about and, uh, social media. How it's a mind and, trip. It's a mind. Well, it's trip. a drug. It's the designed like a like a drug. psychological yeah. drug to addict right. you. Yeah. Yeah, and and I've known people that have tried to quit for a day or two, and they just simply cannot stay off. They make it. They say, you know, it's Friday. I'll see you on Monday, and the next thing you know, Saturday afternoon, here I am. I'm back. I couldn't stay away. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> so, my question is, what do you think of this uh, freedom fourth movement that's that's out there being talked about, where 
people on the Fourth of July and around the Fourth of July are going to swear off of social media. I'm I, I'm gonna kiss your fanny goodbye on the second or third or whenever they're going to do it, and I'll see you back on the fifth or sixth or whatever. That that Fourth of July is is Facebook Freedom Day or social media Freedom Day or whatever. What do you think about that? So it's just the one day, right? I think it is. I think yeah. it is. Um, you know, it's fine. I mean, I I. I I don't know what good it does if you just go back the next day. I mean, uh, you know, an alcoholic can probably make it through a day without a drink. You know, it doesn't mean they're any less of an alcoholic the next day. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's because uh, I, I really do. And my post was, just so I can let them, my post, I said, you know, sure. I hate Facebook and it's such a waste of time and it's ruining our lives. And, and I'll see you in the morning. I'll have a selfie for you, you know, when I get up. You know, right. in other words, right. I'll be back there tomorrow. I'm on Facebook. Um, you know, I, I know a fair amount about addiction, and and uh, uh, Facebook social media is a drug. It operates like a drug. Uh, it gives you a buzz. Uh, they are constantly improving that buzz, so you get a better buzz. It was uh, called. The name of the show was called the Social Dilemma. Social you and I Dilemma. Both yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And uh, Go ahead. Uh, it, it it is meant to become an addiction. It is meant to addict you because they need you online as much as possible. That's why they do little things like you know someone's typing. You know, so you you sit and wait to see what the comment is, and uh, just like a, a rip snorting drug addiction, uh, it's very self absorbed. Uh, it's, uh, it, I think, uh, it's done more to foster pure narcissism in the human condition than perhaps anything else. And <laughs> Are it's you narcissistic. It's, it's hard. You, it's, and it's difficult to walk away from and just put it down like a drug. Would, would you say you're addicted? You personally? I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. I would say, yeah, I'm addicted. Uh, yeah. No, and, you know, I mean, I mean, if I could walk away, if I could give it up, I would. You know, yeah. now you and I are in a bad position in a sense because we have to do it because of our jobs. Right, right. So we can't just merely walk away from it. I wish I could. Right. Uh, but am I addicted? Yeah, but I think we all yeah. are. Um, and what's the longest you've ever gone away from it? When you say, I'm not going to do this, has it been a full day? Have you made it a full day or two days? Or Well, I mean, I'm not on as much on the weekends. I try not to be. Yeah. But you know, I don't know if I go a day without it, without anything. I'm I'm lucky. Yeah. You know, I mean, you look at it, I yeah. mean, it, it's it's it is an addiction. It was designed yeah, to be totally. such. Hundred percent. It, 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 your 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 the the uh, uh, nerve ner, uh, your pathways and your your neural system your nervous system rewires your brain. Are, man. Rewires your brain. It, it certain, yeah, sets it up certain pathways that are hard to right. break away from. You would have to give up Facebook. For like any other addiction, in a sense, you would have to give it up long enough for those pathways to rewire themselves. Absolutely, you, you, know, you can't do That's it in right. a day. I know? um the the only time that I've been really fully without it for any extended period of time has been travel where they don't have internet, right? Right. And and your phone gets spotty service or whatever, and you don't have it. And, and it really is kind of weird the fir at first when you do it, but then it gets easier as time goes on. So that's the rewiring uh, of the brain. Uh, my wife, she could care less about it. Um, right. They have groups for our travel company that are like private groups, and our agents are talking, and they're discussing business and stuff like that on these groups. 
But as far as her personal page and stuff, I don't think right. she ever goes on it. I think it's if you were to go there, I think you'd see a picture there from probably last year or maybe even before that. So she's I, one of those that just doesn't have to have it. It's not important to her. It's just not. Well, and that, that's the thing that's interesting about the phenomenon of social media. Okay, and I, and I got friends. My best friend isn't on it. He gave it up, you know, a few years ago, and he doesn't miss it at all. In fact, pretty much everybody I know who gave it up successfully is glad, is very happy they did so. Yeah. But it is an incredibly influential force on planet Earth. Uh, we are, you know, constantly uh, uh, in legal debates over whether, you know, uh, they should be allowed to uh, uh, only allow certain opinions to exist on social media. And the fact is, social media, like a drug, is only powerful and influential because we allow it to be. Social media is not necessary to existence. <laughs> you know, you don't have to have it. You know, you really but don't have. That's to true have of it. all drugs. That's true well, of all yeah, drugs. Right? Exactly. Yeah, you, yeah. You you turn the power over to that drug, whether that drug is alcohol or whether it's cocaine or whatever. You turn the power social over. Media. To, right. Yeah, social media. See, you can you can put that in there. Um, we'll continue a little bit of this on the other side because there's another aspect to this that a listener brought up in the five to seven this morning. I want to talk to you about. Sure. Coming right back, more Warren Rima here on KTSa, taking care of the pests around your house. Look, termite swarming season is almost year round here. I would say that it is year round here in uh, in in Texas. And the thing about termites are, and this is bad, um, they can literally eat you out of house and home, and you don't know it because they're in the walls eating the wood. And the next thing you know, you've got major structural damage behind the walls and stuff that can literally cost you tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in your home. You have to have somebody who knows what they're looking for, the telltale signs of termite infestation, and who knows how to remove all of them. Because, as you know, they're swarms, right? So there are billions of those little puppies around, and you got to get rid of every last one of them, or then they just recreate themselves. That's what Apple Pest Control can do for you, any kind of pest any kind of problem when it comes to pests or rodents these are the only people you need to know about that's apple pest control 210-695-8946 accuweather today sunny and 87 tomorrow warm and 91 and sunday a few clouds san antonio's news traffic and weather station news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 what they're doing now is they're moving the kids from the border patrol tents over to next door to the hss facility without due respect it's all of a show game all of a show game more bounce to the ounce That'll be jamming on my bike at 9.05 this morning. I'll be heading out. And they know when I leave the neighborhood on a Friday morning, because that's the song that rattles the bike on the way out. Um, so, okay, we were talking just, and we'll just wrap this up real quick, social media, and uh, and then move on. We'll talk about something else you want to talk about. Uh, lady called the 5 to 7 this morning, and she was talking about Facebook. She said, what about there's a guy? What about charging those guys over at Facebook with uh, you know crimes because they're promoting a lot of crime on Facebook? And he was talking about uh, border crime and crimes that exist in the country and all that. They allow people to say things on Facebook that promote crime. Was his point? And I I said you know here's the deal. 
as far as Facebook is concerned, they do this without with, with impunity and with immunity because they've got the Section 230 and that protects them, which says they're a platform and not a publisher. But the truth of the matter is the minute you edit anybody or anything off of your platform, now you're a publisher. You're just right. like a newspaper. So you are responsible for what happens on your platform. And in my view, Facebook and other social media, they are doing exactly what they claim Donald Trump did. When they say that Donald Trump incited a riot... When they say that he, you know, he should be impeached, and he was, January sixth happened, and he, you know, he's, they wanted, to, remember, they wanted to bring him up on cri- uh, criminal charges right, in New right, York. Right. They were trying to charge him with a crime for inciting a riot. They would still love to do that. Well, they let the Maxine Waters thing go. You know, mm-hmm. that was something they allowed to be played over and over again. And I could probably go through the various uh, social media platforms, Facebook in particular, and find places where they have allowed content on there. That would be, if they're going to say Donald Trump is a criminal and he incited riots and crime and all that, I could find examples that they have not removed, that they've allowed to exist on their platforms. So, sure, I would think that they're responsible for that. You and I, with the license of this radio station, we can't come on and incite riots or violence or allow that kind of content. We can't allow callers or sound bites on here that could... Uh, you know, foster crime, we would lose our license. We would be called down by the FCC. Well, the same thing is, should be true, should be true of these social media platforms or publishers. Well, but they enjoy that legal protection. And if you noticed, I mean, I can't, uh, think of the names off, off the top of my head, but the Biden administration is chock full of folks from, from the social media world and big tech That's right. world. They're That's inside right. the administration. You know, I mean, we all, we used to say during the election that really it's it's big tech, big politics, and big media all working in concert to to achieve what they achieved with the election and the pandemic. Uh, so, you know, big tech is in bed with whoever these people are that are currently destroying the country. And so as long as they have that legal protection, they can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want until they are actually legally... Uh, determined to be uh, a publisher, you know, while they have that legal protection, they can uh, they can uh, mess with the information online. They can change the algorithms. They can uh, prevent certain voices from being seen or heard, and emphasize others. I mean, that's what they did during the, during the election. That's what they've always done, actually. Right. So, you know, I don't know what we do about it. I mean, the only way we could ever do anything about it is if we all did just kind of switch it off and never went back. Okay, so that uh, right. Okay, so that circles back. This this will conclude the conversation. Then it's the conversation started with me asking you, what do you think about the July Fourth Freedom Day, Freedom from Facebook Day, and all of America, everybody, listen, just turn it off. Just walk well, away. Well, if we just turned it off for good, their influence would disappear overnight. But now, of course, not everybody on planet Earth would do it. But, you know, I, 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 and this is something I said on my post last night. I just wish it would all go dark. I just wish something would happen and all of it would just get turned off. You know what I mean? That would probably be the best thing for the country and the best thing for us as individuals. Because I don't believe social media is healthy. Uh, I, I really truly, and you don't either. I, I, I really don't. Uh, the, it, it plays to our darker angels, it plays to addiction. Uh, and uh, it's it's it's. I, I think what's happened with social media, and this is why you see a lot of uh, angst uh, amongst people and edginess, and people beating each other up, and there's all this kind of road rage stuff going on. 
is that our Facebook selves are leeching into the real world. And we're beginning to treat each other actually in the real world the way we treat each other on, on social media. That's right. That's right. And I think so, it's damned unhealthy. <laughs> well, and, 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 the, and the reason it's never going to change, you know, let's talk about Republicans wanting to break it up, like the South, Southwestern Bell, like AT&T, right. we're busted up into the baby bells, break up Facebook into baby Facebooks or whatever and do it that way. There's talk in D.C. about that. That's never going to happen, and here's why. Social media owners, Google being one of them, they are more powerful than politicians, and here's why. Yeah. They know where every politician was last Tuesday. They know every boob shot, okay? They know every time one of their kids got a trip somewhere uh, on, on the back or, or at the expense of some lobbyist. They know all that stuff. Like Hoover with his FBI file card who said, don't mess with me, don't mess with me. Right. This is It's the same thing here. Don't mess with them because they know everything. They know where you were at midnight last night. They know exactly who sent you what note, what note. You know, they know everything about you. And it's not just you, the politicians. They know everything about the politicians. So they can easily say to politicians, go ahead and mess with us. <laughs> Enjoy the ride uh, straight to the bottom where you're not going to have a political career anymore. And so right. that's why nothing's ever going to happen. They're more powerful than the politicians. More powerful. They are. They are. It, it, and you know what's interesting? It, 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 you can compare them all, almost to the drug cartels. The drug cartels are more powerful than the Mexican government or any of those governments in, you know, in, in the triangle. Okay, it's the same thing with social media in this country. Social media is more powerful than our politicians because uh, they wield a lot of influence. And they, you're right, they they have a big old bargaining chip on their side of the table that says mess with us, and uh, all kinds of stuff could come out. So I I don't know what to do about it. Again, really, the only thing to do about it is as an individual, you have to weigh the pluses and negatives. And I I I like to see people just get off it. You know, I'd like to get off it. Sometimes I actually do consider it, you know, and, and if I would be willing to sacrifice the, the the ability to promote my books and if I'd be willing to sacrifice, to a certain extent, that aspect of my job, uh, you know, if I'd be able to, uh, you know, because I, 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 every single person I know who has gotten away from it, who has given it up, is happy and thankful they did. Wow. I, have, I, don't, I have not wow. met one person who has gotten off social media who said, who has said to me, I really miss it, you know, and wow. I, it was such a fulfilling part of my life. No, it's That's quite awesome. the opposite. Quite Good the opposite. for them. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, a quick break for the news. We'll come back on the other side. More Warren Ryman coming up for you. Lifestyles Unlimited. Lifestyles Unlimited. World's Largest Wealth and Passive Income Expo, September 3rd and 4th, up around Dallas and Irving, Texas. you got to be there. You will connect with successful real estate investors and industry experts. You will learn how to become real estate retired at any age. How are you? 25, 35, 45, whatever you are, there's not a too young age. There's not a too old age for you to become real estate retired. You can do this in five years or less. This is not a get-rich-quick, middle-of-the-night television commercial. No, this is real-world stuff showing you how to invest in real estate and start to make money for a lifetime, for several lifetimes, because it's a financial legacy you can pass on to your children and grandchildren. While you're there in Dallas at Irving, you'll be able to tour four apartment communities with the owner-operators. Debrief with Dell Walmsley himself, the master at this. Seating is extremely limited, so here's what I want you to do right now. Go to WealthAndPassiveIncomeExpo.com and enter the promo code TREY, T-R-E-Y, and get special discounts, but don't wait. 
It's coming up in September, but you want to reserve your space now because it is limited. Go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com right now. Enter the promo code TREY. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. My uh, support immigration reform. I support the uh, guest worker plan and all that work. But, you know, we got to do it the right way. Oh, ah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So, numero dos today, right, Mr. Rima? Are you ready? You fired up? Excited? Second You're going to be shot. fully vaccinated, huh? Second shot. Yeah. About one o'clock, I think I go. Okay. Uh, and then, or is it two o'clock? Then we'll see. Uh, my wife's in here with me. She just corrected me. It's two o'clock. Um, and then we'll see how I feel. <laughs> I mean, because uh, what am I hear? I hear. I, I know. Cause I was talking to Don Morgan about it, and uh, I guess a couple of days after that second shot is when he started feeling pretty bad. That's what I hear. So that's what know. I hear. But, but I, we, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how it goes. So I don't know. But I'll, I'll let y'all know. You know, if I'm feeling crummy. <laughs> okay. Well, but I'm just glad. But- I'm just glad to be getting it done, man. What they say is the part about feeling crummy is that that's your immune system kicking into gear, and that's actually a good thing because you're building the immunity and the protection that you're going to need so that when everybody's around you once again and breathing on you, then you're not going to, you know, poof I'm just just glad to be done with it. I'm kind of seeing it as the, uh, you look at what's going on in Florida, you look at here uh, in uh, in San Antonio, the movie theaters, Eagles opening up some, some theaters. You know, I got a 20-something sleeping on my couch right now. So, you know, things are kind of getting back to normal. <laughs> yeah, good. That's, that's all how good I'm news. looking at it. Like, we're moving back to normal. Absolutely. God bless. And should be. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, according to actor Anthony Mackie, Marvel is now going into the social justice movement with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And he says it's no one-off that... The newly minted Captain America is all about social justice, and they will be using it uh, to change the way society feels about itself. You and I have talked about this, how the media is used, movies are used, television shows are used to change the thought and the psyche of how people feel about certain issues. Uh, Joe Biden said, you know, without the help of shows like Will and Grace and others, they would have never gotten gay marriage done in America because they were able to change the minds of people who didn't believe in it. So they're saying that now with the the Marvel and Captain America, they're going to have a black Captain America, and what they're planning on doing is to change the way society looks at itself in the mirror now. Malcolm Spellman's strikingly similar statement to Variety suggests the studio is intentionally telegraphing a message of racial grievance to the audience. In fact, they're writing the scripts to position it in such a way that we'll talk about the downtrodden uh, blacks of America for so long. Spellman said that it's about the black man confronting the stars and stripes and whether it's even appropriate for him to carry the stars and stripes shield anymore or whether or not they need to come up with a different shield, possibly a Black Lives Matter shield. There's no question the latest version of Sam is woke. It's chock full of suggestions 
Little has changed since segregation. In fact, the movie is chock full of suggestions that things have gotten worse for black Americans. Uh, calling the caps uh, red, white, and blue shield a monument to a bygone era, a reminder of the people that history has left out, and we are in need of a new shield for Captain America because the red, white, and blue, the stars and stripes, just ain't cutting it no mo. The story will hinge on BLM's outlook on America. Streamers use a data metric. This is where I talk about clicks when you're watching TV. Streamers use a data metric called timeout stamp to determine when an individual user stops watching a show or a movie. The analysis provides platforms useful information in determining what audiences like and what they don't like when they're there watching and when they leave. <coughs> Disney Plus streaming service says that 80% of viewers timed out at almost the same moment during an early scene when police arrived to break up an argument between Sam and Bucky, and they thought that they were going to pull their guns and shoot the black guy. So fans, however, at the end were thrilled with the social justice message of the film, and now Marvel says this is going to be our new direction with Captain America. Down with the stars and stripes, up with BLM. There you go. I, I think they'll kill the franchise. That'll kill the franchise. And I'll tell you why. What I enjoyed about the Marvel movies, and I'm kind of done with them myself now because the, the story arc of the Avengers is kind of finished up. And what was fun about the Avengers movies and all the satellite movies is that it was wonderful escapism. It's a comic book. They're superheroes, okay? They're dudes who can crawl up walls, laser beams, space aliens. It was good to uh, see an Avengers movie or, or a Marvel movie because for the same reason that I grew up reading comic books is to get away from my trouble and my pain, to escape into a world of comic book heroes. And so if you take that in a political direction, I don't care what their pre-screenings uh, uh, ha have shown them, I, I tell you it'll kill the franchise because that's not why people watch those movies. They do not watch those movies for politics. Kind of like sports, right? Kind of like sports. It'll kill it. and Because uh, I, I don't want anything to do with it. I'm not going to sit and watch a, a political Marvel movie. Um, they did a, a an amazing thing with the movie Black Panther. Um, Black Panther was probably is largely considered one of the best of that series of the Marvel movies that are all kind of connected to the same uh, uh, plot line. Uh, it was not political at all. It was just a really, really cool superhero movie that happened to have an all-black cast. But it wasn't a black movie where it was about black politics or Black Lives Matter or any of that stuff. It was just a great freaking superhero movie. Uh, it was actually up for an Oscar. Um, people do not want politics in their sports or in their movies. You look at every movie that George Clooney has made over the past ten years, pretty much most of them were politically based. They all tanked. People want to go to the movies to get away uh, from their so, trouble the and pain. Same reason, the, the, the same reason the NBA is tanked, same reason yeah. all these major sports have, have tanked. And the run for the Roses last weekend was a mega hit because they didn't do 
any politics at right. all at the Kentucky Derby. And they all need to catch on to that, and, and movies need to catch on to that as well. But they see themselves as the ultimate social justice warriors and that they can change, that Marvel is saying, they can change America by no. coming up with this new plot line <laughs> with a black Captain America. No. And that these the stars and stripes on a red, white, and blue cape and a red, white, and blue shield doesn't represent America anymore. That's a bygone era when you were patriotic and John Philip Sousa was playing in the background and you were a defender of truth justice in the american way and whatever well that's not, that doesn't represent america anymore that's that's an old american old racist white america and it's time to be a, a blacker hipper uh, america these days that's that's their thinking and that's what they're going to use their franchise for now and i yeah, think well, you're probably right yeah. i think the franchise was already done and over and nobody really cared anymore so they're trying to stay right well i mean, I, well, I mean the, the again the avengers plot line was amazing and the fact that they had like 30 films that all revolved around the same basic plot line and it took them 12 years to do it it was brilliant movie making and it was the first time they actually were able with the, with the technology to put comic books on the screen and have it be something that you really want to watch again very little social commentary uh, in the movies, maybe a couple of the later ones, like the first Spider-Man movie, had some social justice crap in it. Sure, which did. was a big turnoff to me. But for yep. the most part, they were politics-free. And uh, again, you you take you take that into the realm of politics, and the same thing's going to happen when the Oscars <laughs> aired a few weeks ago. And as soon as the woke crap started, what happened? Everybody tuned out. That's what'll happen well, here. They're trying. You see, and my point is, I think everybody's already tuned out to it. They're done with it, and so they're trying to tap into a particular vein where at least they're going to make a little bit of money, right? Because that, that's what it is. It's not well, being no, altruistic. Interesting, Wayne. This, this, no, I mean because we've had two new TV shows that were based on Marvel characters. That maybe were huge hits. But I think there's a lot of people that feel hit. like you do. When you, I understand, but when you said, I'm kind of done with it anyway, I think a lot of people feel that way already. And so they're trying to tap into new veins where they can continue with the franchise and continue to make money with it. I think. I think that's probably what they're trying to do. I, I don't know about that. You know, I, I'm not sure, but I, I, I know for me, though, like my wife and, and kids are all about it. They, they watch everything that's Marvel. So I don't know what the general audience, how they're reacting to, you know, the, the continuance of the Marvel universe. I know I'm the only I, I'm the only person I know who's kind of tuned out because I, I thought the plot arc was finished nicely and there's no need for any more movies. But I, I I just I again I think if they go in the direction of politics, it is it's going to be just like the NFL. It's going to be just like uh, uh, sports and the Oscars. People will tune out. They're sick of it. And get rid of the red, white, and blue on the uh, on the shield, oh, and yeah, go with a black lives matter shield or a shield with He's a with a BLM freaking on America. It, so. <laughs> <laughs> He's Captain America. You know, yep. so whatever. All right. Quick break. More Wayne Rhyme on the other side. We will wrap it up. I want to tell you about Wagner Holick because this coming Sunday, two days from now at 4 p.m., it is the Wagner Holick Come and Build It show with the host and owner, John Torres, is going to answer your questions about custom home building. A lot of people have a lot of questions about that right now because a lot of people are looking for some property outside of town. They're t- sick and tired of being inside of 1604 or inside of 410, and they want to get out there and they want to build somewhere 
where they can design it themselves and decide what it's going to be and how it's going to look and the kitchen amenities and the different accoutrements and what have you inside the home. And that's what they do with Wagner Olick is you give them the, the ideas and they come back with this beautiful home plan ready for you. And they give you the cell phone number so you're in contact with them all the time. They don't run and hide, you know. They make it cost effective for you. They make it make sense uh, on the cost. In fact, it doesn't cost you any more to do this custom work than it does any other way. So they're really great people to work with at Wagner Holick, and I hope you'll give them a call today and talk about your dream home is their floor plan at Wagner Holick at 210 